Testing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. All right, we're, we can change it to Spanish also if you wanted to. Loyos, I'm a very simple man. I speak I speak a max of two languages. <laughs> That's more than enough not for in, you. Not including the, the language of love. <laughs> All right. Reserve it to your wife. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you are listening to a Budapest Beacon podcast. My name is Ben Novak. Joining me in the studio today, Mr. Lajos Bokros. Lajos, thank you very much for coming by. Thank you very much for inviting me. You are the leader of Movement for a Modern Hungary, a center-right opposition party, and you are very openly calling this government fascist. Why? I do that because when you have a government which uh, deliberately and consciously tries to instill hatred into the hearts and minds of people, and when uh, it becomes widespread in the sense that some people try to take justice into their own hands and try to chase away from their village refugees who are legally established already in Hungary. And they commit uh, maybe petty crime in order to chase those people away and also to punish the person who invited them to their to, to his own house. And then the prime minister's only comment to that is that they have done the right thing. That is fascism. That is mob culture. That is condoning breaching the law. And I don't think that in any country which calls itself and considers itself a civilized one, uh, that is acceptable. Just before we started recording, I mentioned to you that for me, what was yes. a very interesting turning point in Hungarian public discourse was, I believe it was earlier this year when Orban uh, spoke at the Chamber of Industrialists. Yes. And he talked about the importance of preserving Hungary's ethnic homogeneity, that after that, um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how you could top something like that. But at, at least at that time, uh, he did not call people to commit a crime. I think it is another threshold which has been overstepped by now. So instead of having the judiciary system, instead of having the prosecutor general starting investigation and bringing those people who brought to who 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 just violated the law to justice, instead of that, uh, the prime minister would praise those people that what they have done was the right thing. It's another matter. It's not just instigating hatred and uh, violence, but it is also just to encourage people to do more of the same violent act which has already broken the law. Do you think Hungarian people see it the same way? I don't know who sees it which way, but uh, if we believe for a second in the rule of law, and moreover, more importantly, if we believe in human decency and basic morality, then we have to just uh, say it very loudly and very clearly that it is unacceptable in any society. Now, do you think this refugee topic and the, the this campaign against uh, George Soros, the campaign against CEU, the campaign yeah. against the NGOs, the campaign against Brussels for the refugee quota, right. do you think all of these are going to be the defining themes of the 2018 yes. national election? Yes, very much so. Orban has already started the election campaign. It is absolutely clear 
that uh, he will concentrate on these issues and he will try to put these issues into the center of his own election campaign. He's a nationalist populist and he is unable to offer any positive thing to the Hungarian people. His administration in the last seven years has not been successful in bringing about economic uh, development, high-level growth, investments, sustainable development for the future. The result of his rule is uh, a more divided society, more hatred, more poverty. As a consequence, the only thing which he feels he he can use for his own benefit is uh, this violent language and uh, trying to instigate even more fear and uh, hatred. You've seen a lot happen in this country. Have you ever seen anything like this before? You know, um, I was born in the Stalinist system, but my uh, political conscience was formed probably much later during the so-called Kadar regime, uh, which was very different from uh, many of the other uh, regimes in Central and Eastern Europe. We were considered at that time by Western sociologists as the goulash communism state model, which was not only better in terms of uh, welfare and, and material abundance, but also it was much better in terms of offering at least more decency and cultural freedom in education, in theater, in literature, in many areas of even public culture. As compared to what? As compared to what we have today. Mm. In the second period of the Kadar regime, you know, the Communist Party and first and foremost uh, Janusz Kadar himself was content if people showed passive acceptance, grudging acceptance of, of the regime. His uh, slogan was, uh, who is not against us is with us. Today, it is exactly the opposite. This is almost like the Stalinist slogan, which was that who is not with us is against us. In the Stalinist system, we know that from history, it was necessary for the ordinary people, for the individual citizens to show their loyalty and to manifest and express their loyalty to the regime every day. Much like you can see it in North Korea, for example, when people have to clap and uh, make celebrations for the great leader, otherwise they would go to jail or get executed. I'm not saying that the Hungarian regime is so cruel. I don't want to make any comparison like that, obviously. But this system is already using consciously and deliberately the divide and rule trick. And uh, it would give uh, benefits only those who express their loyalty explicitly and publicly to the regime. Some have said the government's anti-Soros campaign is anti-Semitic. Do you think this government is anti-Semitic? I'm not sure we can exclusively concentrate on anti-Semitism because that would be against the Jews, first and foremost. It is broader than that. It is against foreigners as such. It is against non-Christians. The regime tries to portray itself as if it was the savior of the Christian faith, not only in Europe, but all over the world. Uh, they feel that all other religions are alien to European tradition, and they have to fight tooth and nail against this because Islam and all the other religions are an existential threat to Hungarian culture and identity, which is a sheer nonsense, obviously. And this is another characteristic feature of what I call fascism. And uh, I think it is important to fight against it because people don't recall, they have no memory of how Nazism and fascism was uh, actually uh, in reality uh, in this country. 
So it is, it is only identified with anti-Semitism and killing of Jews. But when it comes to hatred of everyone who is not Hungarian, who is unlike us, who is uh, not Christian, whatever it means to be Christian, okay, then it is, in my humble view, as dangerous as anti-Semitism used to be in the last century. So... MoMA is taking part in the next national elections. Yes. Your party has teamed up with uh, Ferenc Djurcain's Democratic Coalition. Yes. Why did you team up with Ferenc Djurcain's Democratic Coalition? Because that was the first party to uh, show willingness to do so. We are still absolutely open to other parties, and uh, we invited all others to discussion several times. The next one will take place just tomorrow. We want to continue the negotiations as uh, they were suspended in January this year when this so-called uh, panacea of uh, Botka Laszlo came uh, to the picture and the president of the Socialist Party himself asked for a postponement of the continuation of the negotiations for two weeks, then for two months, then for four months, than forever. So since uh, this deviation uh, has been abolished by now, we expect that the Socialist Party will also uh, return to the negotiating table. And by uh, our national holiday, October the 23rd, we can show unity in the democratic opposition movement. When Botka Laszlo resigned his candidacy, he alluded, as did Istvan Uyhei, that uh, there are certain elements within MSP that are doing Fidesz's bidding. Uh, you've been on the scene for a while now. How, how realistic do you find a claim like this? Look, uh, I don't want to comment on the internal affairs of another party. That would be distasteful on my part. I can only say that it is obvious for everyone that the Socialist Party is unfortunately very much divided. The biggest mistake of Laszlo Botka was that he wanted a narrow, partial, unified coalition of the left-wing opposition forces only, while at the same time his president, Molnar Gyula, had acknowledged several times even before Botka came to the scene that just a left-wing coalition of opposition forces would never be sufficient to get rid of Orban. So I very much hope that now, as Botka disappears, the Socialist Party can come back to the negotiating table with the original official line, which is that they would be interested in building the broadest possible democratic alliance in order to get rid of the Orban regime. There are a few parties that have made it abundantly clear that they would not join any broader opposition collaboration in the upcoming national election. Such parties include LMP and Momentum. What do you think their reasoning is? I don't know. It's a mystery to me why some of these people think that uh, uh, they can just arrive at a regime change without joining forces with the other opposition parties. They have no good arguments, actually. Being young is not a merit. It's just a situation. Being inexperienced in politics is not a merit. It's just a condition which is better to be overcome very soon. So I just warn those parties who feel that they have the moral high ground not to join forces with uh, some of those politicians who are, yes, 
responsible for the miserable situation of this country in their activities, with their activities in the past, that um, unfortunately, when uh, the main task is to restore the rule of law and democracy, there is no any other option under the current circumstances, including the first-past-the-post-electoral system, that all democratic opposition forces should unite in order to get rid of the biggest problem, which is the Orban autocracy. Sounds, it's a very neoliberal argument you're making there. It's almost as though... No, it's just a logical, logical, <laughs> choosing between uh, political the, consideration. The, the better of I two think. alternatives here. Yeah, is, it not, is it not logical? Is it not what everywhere uh, politicians do? You may not like the next guy uh, because you may have very different opinion on public policy issues. But today... The task is not to replace a boring, dull dull government with another one and to have an even better public policy. Today, the task is to restore democracy, liberal democracy, I emphasize and underline three times, and restore the rule of law. This is a regime change of uh, enormous proportion, which is a historical and historic task at the same time. And uh, in order to achieve this, I think what we have to do is join forces, build bridges among ourselves, and set aside everything which divides us and concentrate on what unites us in the democratic opposition. I'd like to return a bit just to the uh, just to the social implications of uh, what we spoke about earlier. Um, this story in Ochin, yeah. where the uh, the owner of this bed and breakfast had his tires slashed for uh, offering up his place to refugee children and women, if I remember correctly here. Um, families, basically. Families, so, families. So who, who have the whole family here and were accepted by the Hungarian state as refugees. So most of them already has the refugee status offered to them by the Hungarian state, which makes the whole situation even uh, worse in the sense that it's not about migrants. It's not even about refugees who still don't have the status. So they may or may not be able to stay here. But those who have already acquired this refugee status, so they have every legal and legitimate reason to stay in this country. Shall we chase them away just because some people don't like them? Well, this, it, this is kind of where I'm, where I'm getting to here with this question is that you've got this environment where uh, I, I tend to believe that the, the amount of propaganda yes. that society is being inundated with yeah. is fueling this fire, Absolutely. fire of yeah. hatred. So when you talk about— It's a poison about, pill it's, administered by the government. So how, as, as the leader of an opposition party, how do you approach this problem in the long run? Because this isn't something that will go away if there's a yeah. change of government. I mean, this absolutely. is... Absolutely. You are absolutely right. Yes. That's a challenge uh, which will be with us for uh, a century or more. Even if we can get rid of this uh, absolutely horrendous government and regime, uh, which destroyed every civility and morality in this country. Exactly uh, because of this long-term negative impact of uh, poisoning the hearts and minds of people. What comes to my mind first and foremost is that you have to restore press freedom so that people can pick and choose among different views, different opinions, and they will have access to information which is not based on fake news. I I use this very popular American term right now. The Hungarian government's propaganda is nothing else but fake news. If you look at the Soros plan national consultation questions, all of them are lies. 
all the seven questions are based on lies. It was, it's ironic. It's not even questions. They're statements. So it's yeah, 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 So but, do you do you agree with this part of the exactly? Plan? But but it's uh, it's it's formulated in a in a question uh, way as if it had uh, some factual basis. So so the the unsuspecting uh, citizen would think that uh, this question is based on facts. It's an evidence based propaganda tool, but it is not because because all the questions are based on lies. There is no one single question which has any basis in reality. As a consequence, uh, what we see is that uh, the government deliberately and consciously lying to people in order to get the required answer from them so that it can later on uh, show to Brussels that the Hungarian nation, the Hungarian society, uh, the Hungarian polity is unanimously rejecting uh, the Soros plan, which wants to destroy the Hungarian nature of the Hungarian society and Hungarian culture. So I think we need freedom of press. We need the restoration of um, the rule of law. And in the long run, what we probably need most is much more honest education. We have to start educating our children and our grandchildren uh, so that they consciously could reject later on this absolutely uncultured and uncivilized behavior, which is tantamount to fascism, as I said. Suppose some kind of opposition unity were to form in the run-up to the 2018 national elections. Uh, What does the united democratic opposition have to do? It's not only about you know, selecting just one single common candidate in all the 106 individual constituencies so that uh, people can really find the name uh, of that person who would represent the alliance of the democratic opposition and uh, will bring about systemic change uh, later on. But we have to build up a credible uh, alternative for government, because the task ahead is just enormous. We have to change the constitution. We have to modify it in several areas. We have to restore, as I said, uh, press freedom. We have to restore the rule of law. Uh, We have to clean up completely or re-establish from scratch uh, the prosecutorial office and the judiciary system. We have to start a ruthless fight against corruption, which has permeated all levels of government, including uh, local governments in this country. So I would say that the task is just uh, enormous. And uh, for that to be carried out, you need a unified government and a strong government Uh, with uh, experts and with very strong political support on the part of the people. So it is not only uh, the the challenge we face is not only how we win the election, how we get rid of uh, this uh, fascist regime, which uh, represents uh, yet another tragedy for this uh, nation, but also how to uh, restore uh, civilization in this country and how can we lead Hungary back to the family of the European nations? All right. Lajos, thank you very much for coming by. We look forward to seeing your work in the future. Thank you very much.